The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, of course, when I was back as a kid, I spoke like this because that was that was the Western time. And until I came on the office and I realized I better get a different kind of voice to, to relay myself to these people here like that. Yeah. So I was I was a to- I was a cowboy up to up to up to the office, basically. Just drop drop the twang like that. Actually, this is gonna lead me in. We're gonna play a little game later on, but it relates to what he just said, which I know is well, it's maybe not true. It's bullshit. Hi, I'm Creed Bratton, and I played Creed Bratton on The Office. I'm also a lot of different names to creditors, but don't want to get into that right now. Oh, boy, folks. Strap on your hats. It's going to be a windy one today. It's me, Brian Baumgartner, your host, here for a spanking new episode of Off the Beat. Today, as you just heard, I'm bringing back the one and only Creed Bratton, or as you might know him, Creed Bratton from The Office, or maybe you know him as Crypto Creed, straight from the metaverse. We're going to talk about that and so much more. I thought it was about time that we dug a little deeper into this man, the man behind the myth. I mean, 
who is Creed Bratton? What has he done? What hasn't he done? Actually, is more accurate. We're going to get to the bottom of that. Well, for the most part, Creed has lived a thousand lives and he has lived them all well. Let me just say that. So we're going to go all the way back to his early days being uh, surrounded by creativity and music here in sunny California. But we're also going to talk about the time when he woke up covered in, well, in bird poop and being attacked by wild dogs. There's maybe two separate events. It's very hard to keep track. Also, we're going to play a new game, my favorite new game, Creed Bratton, fact or fiction? He'll let us know. I think you'll be surprised by some of the answers. Here he is, a true joy, an American treasure, and a great friend of mine. That's right, Creed Bratton. Here he is for your listening delight. Bubble and squeak, I love it. Bubble and squeak, I know. Bubble and squeak, I cook it every morning. Left over from the night before. There he is. <laughs> hey, buddy. What? What's happening, my what's friend? Up? What's up, bra? How's it going? Good, good. Good to see you, man. Now, uh, wait a second. Now, wait a second. You're this in looks, my this looks familiar. I'm at your studio. I'm in your studio. You're yes. in my studio, and I'm not there. This doesn't seem right. Yeah, it's it's okay though. It's okay. It's okay. No, it's not. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. And yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing to my chair? Don't adjust my chair. I'm not adjusting your chair. I may be leaving little little skid marks, though. You know. Me. <laughs> no, why? Why are we going there immediately? Why would I go there right off the bat? Save that for later for for the uh, the dessert dessert line. Uh, it's so good to see you, it's even so though good, you are it's in so my space. It's so great to see you, and I'm in your space. Get over it. Just get over. All it. right. It's fine. Right. Okay. Good. I saw that you just burned yourself on the internet. Did you see that? That's pretty funny. We're going to talk about that. I'm, I'm very excited to talk about that and how you felt that the dummy resembled you or not. I thought it was a doppelganger, actually. Doppelganger? Really? Yeah. Right. yeah. Pretty, it well, looks very similar, I thought. Did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was supposed to be completely off, you know? That's the idea. That's, a, that's the hilarity of it, you know? Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to talk about that. But, you know, we... We talked on the earlier podcast, The Office Deep Dive, about William Charles Schneider. Schneider, yes. Schneider. But I wanted to go a little more in depth to start out, back to your your childhood. You were born in California. Right. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. How do you think that that affected your growth or development, being a California boy? Well, like anything else, it's a, it's a car culture. It's show business. Ellie, but that's now that being said, I didn't. I was two years old when I left. We went up to Corsicle, California, okay, up below Yosemite. So I grew up in a little town of 300 people. I had a horse, and there's a thousand acres I rode around on. I went fishing and had a had one of those cowboy lives. You know, I went four and four hours, two hours to school, and two hours back on a bus for four years. Really, because the only school that we're at was up there. They had to get to was run by Edison Company called Sierra Joint Union High School. 
And so we'd travel two hours there, and we were exhausted. And we'd maybe go to a day of school and uh, then bring him home. It was always dark when I got off the bus. Come home and have dinner, go to bed, and go back to school the next day. Wow. Now, you say the school was California Edison. Now, was that be- because of workers? Did they start the school because of workers that were in the yes, area? Yes, because of, exactly right, Brian. They had workers who were building the Edison Dam, the dams and stuff like that up in that area. And so we had a lot of money. That school had a lot of money. We had always brand new uniforms for sports, uh, really great pools and auditoriums, all new band uniforms, brand new instruments. We just, it was Everything was provided for. And they'd sit there and you'd look out your window and there'd be a deer or a rabbit. You know, somebody you see a fox running across the lawn right outside the school. It was, it was pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. Wow. And so did you, this is not a joke. Did you live like a, a cowboy life, like wildernessy, or, I mean, you said well, you, you rode horses and. I rode a, we had a little ranch and the people up there were, we had cowboy hats. Now, of course, when I was back as a kid, I spoke like this because that was, that was the Western time and until I came on the office and I realized I better get a different kind of voice to, <laughs> to relay myself to these people here like that. Yeah. So I was, I was a, to- I was a cowboy up to, up to, up to the office, basically just drop, drop the twang like that. Actually, this is going to lead me in. <laughs> We're going to play a little game later on, but it relates to what he just said, which I know is, well, it's maybe it's not bullshit. true. Now you, you, <laughs> you, 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 uh, you stuttered as a child. I did. Oh yeah, big time. I, I was well. I was I was traumatized as a child. We don't go, we don't need to go in that. My therapist needs that's her work to do. Okay. But I stuttered so bad that one time uh, I can remember the moment. The answer was Kit Carson. Okay. And I looked around and she she, she said anybody name of this name name anybody got it? Looked at nobody put up the hand. I went oh, I knew what it was. You know, being sharp. So I went. And I said, yeah, Chuck. She said, Chucky, Chucky, she said. And I went, and it's it's not, it's funny, but it's not because I was crying. I was traumatized. I couldn't talk. And I just just got up and they pulled me out of class and I was out of school. And they uh, finally got someone to come by the school because they could afford to. And she had me in a class, uh, just me and her. And she talked and she had me attempt to stutter. She says, try to stutter. And so I went through the mechanisms of trying to emulate what I thought I sounded like. Right. Within a week, I was over it. And that time I meet people like Andy Green, the guy that, uh, who did the, the, one of the office books, you know, right. he's a stutterer. And I talked, I discussed this with him quite a bit too, you know. Um, I, I think sometimes it, your mind is moving too fast for you or you are just basically like I was traumatized as a child. And huh. you're 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 afraid to to articulate because you're going to get uh, repercussions from from speaking your mind. It's yeah, it's what it is. But it makes it makes you funny too. Yeah. Well, how how old were you at this time? I was, uh, gosh, probably eight, nine in there in that nine, nine, ten, eight, okay. nine, ten, something. I can't. It's a hall. It's hard for me to remember that stuff. But uh, right. Yeah. And occasionally, uh, I would I'd be on uh, doing film or something like that. It hasn't happened in a long time, but once in a while, I will see I will see coming about three lines away, possible word word that I will stutter on, and so I will try to already start correcting the word I was thinking about to get to another statement, so I don't have to stutter. 
So that, that always keeps you on your toes mentally. Interesting. Wow. So you're, what did your parents do? My mom was a housewife. My father, who uh, was a uh, lieutenant colonel in the Air Force, he died when I was two. Okay. But my mother uh, remarried, and she uh, married a, a guy who was a grocer, ran a, managed a grocery store. She ended up working for, for a post office up there. So she worked for the post office. He ran a grocery store. Right. And your grandfather was, was an art director. Is that, is that right? My, you gran- my grandfather on my father's side was Gustav Adolf Schneider. And according to what I've told, I can't seem to find the records on it, but everybody that I've ever talked to says he was the art director for Douglas Fairbanks Jr. Uh, I think Sinbad was one of those, a pirate movie or one of the, one of the big movies that he did. And he invented, remember Brian, if you've ever seen those old um, silent films where you see the background, the fences go, and the, yeah. the scenery goes by in the background, rolling yeah. like goes it goes around like this on a roller. That's that's what his bit. That's what the thing that he came up with. You know, that's what I was really? told. Yeah, a ro- a rolling I still can't set. find any documentation. The revolving set, but I've heard they told me that since I was a little kid. So I'm I'm going to go with that because why would they tell me that if they were just making up something <laughs> to impress a five year old kid? I don't know why would they do that. <laughs> I'm not thinking I'd be impressed with it anyway, you know? <laughs> right. So you left LA when you were two. Now, were, two. You, were you close with your, with your grandfather? I mean, did you, did you feel? No, no, uh, no. I didn't even know him. Okay. And okay. I didn't, and my, on my mother's side, that grandfather, he was kind of a taciturn individual. So he showed me how to play guitar, but it wasn't a lot of, it wasn't a lot of warmth, let's say as a child. Yeah. Okay. So you weren't in the entertainment industry at all. Your family had no. Real no, my grandparents had a semi, my grandparents, uh, Dot and Charles had a semi-professional band called the Happy Timers in Long Beach. And when I'd come down for the summer to spend with them, I'd see them do gigs and stuff and I'd watch them rehearse and stuff. So I heard all the, uh, Hank Williams and the, you know, the Texas Playboys and people like that. And I, I grew up on that Western swing. I heard a lot of Western swing when I was a kid. And, uh, he showed me my first chords on a guitar. Really? But of course I played trumpet since I was young, young age and up till, up till I went to, uh, college. But I, I think after my last, my senior year in, uh, high school, I stopped playing trumpet and picked up a guitar. I'd been, I'd been playing both for quite a while okay. at that time. This was, I was 18. I was still playing trumpet. So I'd started when I was 13, 17. I started working professionally up at this place called the falls with this group called the Torques, And we would do, you know, uh, Oh, Donna, Donna, and uh, Richie Valens, and uh, Ruby and the Originals, and uh, you know things like that. We do all the standards. C A minor, F and G. That's all there. That's basically all there was in the fifties. <laughs> that's all you had to know. Those four chords. What was it? What are the four chords? C A minor, F and G. You buy Brian. If you get your guitar, C A minor, F and G, in variations, that'll get you through the fifties. Yeah, I'm not as I'm not as skilled as you. C A minor nah. F and G. I don't know. I can't. Any musician out there go, but they know. They know. What attracted you to music then? Was it that experience or or watching your grandparents do shows or what what made you make the choice to get into music? Uh trumpet, I just I just well, my mother played mandolin. She was expert, expert mandolin player. Stepdad played drums. I heard I knew my father, I'd heard 
uh, when I when I came, came older enough to be cognizant of this fact, he was a, supposed to be a very very good banjo player. Oh, and but my mother would sometimes she would sit there and play the man like this. She put her head back like this and just wail, and I'd be sitting there going, "Wow!" Would take her away. She was euphoric. It was euphoric, and I loved hearing her play that. So I they started me out on tuba. She can imagine this little guy trying to play tuba. Hated it. French horn, the other reverse thing, tiny little thing. So I was puckering on alum or something like that. And well, then finally the trumpet, the mouthpiece. Thank you, bro. You yeah, know, you're a good, you know, yeah, you're a good pucker. Then, then the then the the uh, mouthpiece on the trumpet fit fit right. I like the sound. I like the brassy brassy sound it made. But guitar, I ordered a silver tone guitar from Sears and Roebuck, and it came that. The old, it wasn't it really wasn't a buckboard with a horse. It actually was a truck that drove up this dirt road toward the, the ranch, <laughs> and they brought it out. And I took it out and I plugged the case. Was the case that came in had a speaker in it? Oh, so you take your cord, put in your guitar, and you plug it into. You plug your guitar case had a plug. You plug it into the wall, and then you plug your guitar cord into the case. And then I hit. I would. I'd love Link Ray's Rumble. Just this e. e chord basic thing link rate link raise rumble i hit i turned it all the way up and hit this e chord wang and it came through and just filled my visceral area you know that with that just bombarded it with that and i went and that was it i was done that's all i wanted to do was play that guitar and hear that and have that sound because it soothed calmed me it calmed me down it was wonderful really and how old are you at this point gosh 14 15 something like 14, that. 14 15 did you start taking lessons or were you? No, no, I, I, I learned by ear. I would listen to records and I'd just sit there and listen to the records and just keep going over and over and over. Everybody, because there was no Google, there was nobody up right. there in the mountains to teach you anything. <laughs> so I just, I got a chord book with chords and I listened to the thing and I finally figured it out, you know? Just song by song. And I figured, and I was able to play piano. My mother had an organ in there and I was able to sit down and, and go and play the blues. I started figuring, I figured out the chords once I got them on the guitar. I figured them out on the piano, and I could sit there and play like the basic stuff on the piano too. But I'm not, I write on the piano, but I'm not that facile like I am on guitar. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. 
Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at zyn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Listen, this is you don't seem to think that this is is strange or interesting, but in the last five minutes, you've talked in terms of your family, you've talked about mandolin, drums, you had a piano lying around, your parents, your grandparents were playing music that you would go and listen to, and then you pick up a guitar and that gives you a visceral feeling. I mean, you're inundated with music from a really early age. That's that is not how I grew up. No, and I thought when I got to school, I thought that everybody knew how to play music. I didn't. I just thought it was what everybody did, that you could play, right. hear something and play by ear by ear and figure it out. But I'd realized that not everyone was musical. It took me a right. while to get, get that, you know, yeah. So I didn't think it was a big deal when I was doing it. But later on, I, I accepted the fact that not everyone could do it. Yeah. Right. When did you make the decision that this was something – it wasn't just a hobby. It wasn't just something that gave you a good feeling, but something that you wanted to pursue, like to be a performer to, for a career. You know what? I have to say it was probably my, I don't know what year, wondering what year when this, with, the, with the Beatles on Ed Sullivan had to be. So, yeah, I was going to say 62, 64. Okay. 62, yeah. 63, something in there. Yeah, right. like that. I'm at Sacramento State, and they're on a, uh, a swim scholarship, and it was a, it was a drama major. That's what I was. Uh, that's where I was there for. And one day, I'm walking out in the quadrant, and I hear screaming. And I go up to the soror- there's a sorority there, and there's nobody around. And I'm coming from the library or something, and I walk in, and the doors open, and I you know, and I just said, well, I didn't know anybody, didn't know any girls, and I kind of <laughs> walked in, and I see all these girls around this TV, and it's the Beatles. And they're screaming and yelling. And I walk up and I look at these girls. And I look at the Beatles and I go, oh my God. Now that, talk about a, uh, something that's still like a gestalt image or a paradigm shift in your consciousness. Right. Trust me, my friend, that was the one. 
And I just went, oh, okay. This, this is power. Because, you know, when you when you had girls come up to you after the, after gigs, when I was like 17, 18, you know, and you had your, you had all the girls from L.A. coming up there to these little towns and you're playing guitar, it was okay. But this Beatle thing was a whole other level. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe a Creed needs to look into this. Well, I wasn't Creed yet. I was still Chuck. But Chuck you were needs still to Chuck. look into this. I was still Chuck. Chuck needs to look into this. This, this, this might bear... Uh, Appraising some of some to some degree. <laughs> Did you speak to Chuck in the third person like you speak to Creed in the no, third person, or no, was that was no, like? <laughs> no, was, I don't. I, you know how you guys have messed me up <laughs> ever since that thing. You know, <laughs> it's very funny. I do. I did on the. I talked to I talked to him about when people. So I'm talking to people. I say it's the character or me or the actor. You know, commenting on one of the others. It gets right. confusing being me, as you know. It is, very, it is very confusing being you, keeping all the stories straight. So you pick up music because of the girls in the, in the sorority. It's always the, it's always the girls, Brian. And I, the music, uh, and the love. And by the way, the, the love of the music. I love music when I'm playing guitar, and I write a, a great a song that that I really love. I'm inspired. I'm lifted up. There's a euphoria that occurs. You know, it's, it still does. I'm 79, and I just wrote a song recently. And I got through the song, and I'm just, oh man, it's, it's a wonder. It's still a wonderful thing. Still don't know where they come from, or how it works. They just come, and you write them down. It's amazing. I've seen you have that experience. Uh, songs that you, you know you're singing that you wrote long, long ago. But there's a euphoria that happens. Something almost chemical, spiritual that happens inside you when you get lost creating something well you you know it we all all artists know this you know that that when you're out it comes from outside saturday i was at my my granddaughter isabella's birthday and we went bowling and then they went uh laser tagging you know okay so my son said you're going to be on this team here you know the green team and i'll be on the red team and, we'll, and you and the kids and be there and stuff so you know, with me, when I when 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 I when something happens, I I, I just you know, over, get through the comic face, which Greg Daniels always loved. You know, he loves he loves that aspect of me. So when the first time I got shot, all the kids looked and they laughed and they laughed and laughed. And I talked about the joy that gave me. Well, the the red team was laughing and the green team laughed so much. My own team started shooting me just to see my my reaction. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't even let me out of the recharging unit. They just kept shooting me to see what they I was doing. They just kept shooting you. That's right. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but you you went to school for drama, so you were interested in acting then early on, yeah. Or at least, I mean, yeah. I had the same uh, the same guy that uh, taught Tom Hanks. He went to Sacramento State. The same the same drama coach. Yeah, it was a good school. Oh, wow. It was a good school. It wasn't a great school, but for drama, they had a really good program there. Right. When did your music career start to take off? Oh, well, it would be the grassroots. I had spent the, with the young, uh, the Torquays up there. Then I played at bands, uh, the Leanders, through school, college to make money on the weekends. And then in Europe, I was with the young Californians, two years traveling around Europe, hitchhiking across North Africa, through the, up through Romania and Bulgaria, through East Germany, and all over the place, through Scandinavia. I did it all. Had you traveled in Europe before? No, I just hitchhiked all over. We hitch, I hitchhiked for two years with my guitar on my back. How was that? How was so? You haven't traveled amazing. to Europe. 
Amazing. No, I've never been there before. Amazing. I had I, I got on a Swiss freighter and I arrived with twenty five dollars in my pocket, which was gone in a short period of time. You know, I got drunk with these locals with my friend Mickey Miguel who was there. Hadn't even bring, brought a guitar with me. Some local hands me a guitar and I start singing. The wine comes out. We're dancing around. Next thing I know, and this is honest to God, this is not a creedism. Honest to God, truth, Brian. I wake up the next morning and the sun's hitting my face and I'm going to, that, that horrible taste of my mouth. Ugh. And I look down and I'm in the St. Mark's Square with pigeon shit all over my clothes. Oh my I just God. fell asleep. And yeah, just, yeah, that was, that was a welcome to Europe. That was my first day in Venice. Oh. And, uh, then we hitchhike up to Copenhagen. It's you know I'm gonna write I'm gonna write my book. Rain Wilson won't let me get out of this life without doing my book, so I, I'll do it. But uh, yeah, I played all over the place. And then in Israel, uh, I was working on this movie called my first film, Cast a Giant Shadow, with Frank Sinatra, Yul Brenner, John Wayne, all, all these people. It was a big big movie. Mel Shavelson. and we did a we 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 took off from work and we did this folk festival. And this guy, Warren Entner, comes back and said, hey, you know, you play guitar and we should think about something. So he gave me his number. And when I got to L.A., which is the first time I'd been in L.A., except for Long Beach, since I was a little kid, I called him up and within one week, in one week, we put a band together and played in a topless bar out in the valley. And it had, and this is no joke, the girl, a girl, you know, with... Twir- twirly, twirly pasties. He just did the whirly swing. bird thing. Yeah, I just did the whirly bird. If you can see it, you can, they can't yeah. see me. They just hear me, right? No, they can okay. just hear you. Thankfully, okay, they, but so I had the whirly bird things, you know. Yeah, and I'm there, and the, the she was on a swing, so we would we'd be singing like this, and she'd swing. So I'd have to be the microphone, and I'd go. And she'd swing by, and I'd come back in and sing on the microphone and play, <laughs> and then pull away like this. Yeah, when she was on the that was that was that's that was welcome to showbiz. That's what that's. What oh, that is unbelievable. <laughs> it's true. It's absolutely true. Now wait, there's so much to unpack here. You're traveling around Europe, hitchhiking with a guitar on your back, and yeah. you end up in Israel. And, and with two other guys, we meet. There's two other guys, Greg and Lee. Okay. And there we are the young Californians. We're a trio and worked out harmonies and place. Well, we couldn't hitchhike together because no one picks up. So we had to separate to get, you know, sometimes we're like in Algeria. I spent two nights sleeping on the side of the road in the dirt in my sleeping bag, you know, wild dogs attacking me. Okay. No I joke. know that's not, that's not it. Yes. Hey, I'll take a lie detector test. Wild, wild dogs are attacking you well, they while not sleeping in the there, dirt they in took, Algeria. They t- I slept in the dirt in Algeria, but the, obviously that's wrong. The wild dogs attacked us after a show in Libya at the Wadan Hotel. We were in Libya, and we were just going. We were going to meet these people from the, uh, Mobile Oil. We we're going to take us fly us out in the. We went five hundred miles out in the Sahara Desert to play for the Mobile Oil, and we were on the. We were on the way after one of our shows, working at this club, and these wild dogs, and they, we went back to back, and we were banging using our guitars and instruments and kicking at these wild dogs. They were attacking us. That's an honest to God truth. This attack now is this, wild dogs. these are stray dogs or these are like they're stray feral dogs that gadding up and hyenas attack people. Okay. No, not oh hyenas, my. just wild feral dogs. Wow. Hyenas, okay, I would have been scared. That would have been scary. That was <laughs> this sounds scary they, they enough. got big power they got big powerful jaws. Uh, okay, but wait a second. I'm, I'm pa- trying to paint the picture. You're getting attacked uh, by wild dogs. You're asleep in, but, in the 
that's separate. That's first it's Algeria. No, I, I understand. Then I, I'm sleeping. Algeria. Okay. Yeah. And then you're getting then attacked Libya. by wild dogs in Libya. And then yep. you end up in Israel. But how do you end up in a Frank Sinatra movie in Israel when you're just hitchhiking? Is this just like, hey, guys, you want to be in a show? I, what, what is happening? We went all the way across to Egypt. I think we played for uh, Nasser's daughter. Nasser's daughter, daughters came to a TV show, and she and we played. We entertained her on this TV show. And I went behind okay. these 3M ma- machines that were recording it. And instead of little caps on the back of the wires, they had just they were just the wires were just stuck together. Oh, professional equipment. The wires were twisted in the back. We went, oh my god, what the hell? What the hell is this? <laughs> Anyway, so we got there. We went to this. We were going all the way down to South Africa. That was our plan. We were going to go all the way down. And that would have been crazy. We'd probably get eaten for sure by bigger animals and wild dogs. Yes. But the the Congolese were running guns at the time in the Sudan. At that time in 1964, they wouldn't let us through. They wouldn't stamp our passport and let us in. So we went back and we got a boat to Beirut. We played at this place called the Kit Kat Club, which was a brothel. And the, and the, sh- the people like the people, the sheikhs from Kuwait would come there and the white Rolls Royces with the gold stuff in the front. And it was a front for a, for a brothel, but the, in the, we'd play in this cabaret in front. Right. And by the way, Beirut was such a beautiful city at that time. It, it broke my heart when I saw the war happen to it. It was Paris on the Mediterranean. It was amazing. The coolest people, amazing food, gorgeous city. And then we went to uh, Syria and then into Jordan and then to Mandelbaum Gate to go into Israel. And we came in there and we got an impresario and we started playing clubs up and, ta- up and down the, the coast of Israel, Acre and places like that. So I'm body surfing one day in, in the out in the surf and I met Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas was working there with because his father was there. He was He's one of the ADs. He was like our age, you know. And we hit it off, and he and I said we're having problems now because we can't uh, get out of here because we won't we don't have enough money to take a boat or fly, and they won't let us go back through with with the Israeli stamp back through the Arab countries. We were stuck. And he said, "Wait a second. He said, "Let me talk to the people." And he, Michael Douglas, made it possible. He, his friend, because we became friends, so he he got us working, and we worked as grips and stuff. We did all kinds of errands. We were just rent shorts, no shirts. Hammers, we ran around, did all the work you could, you know. I got a picture, I'll send it to you, of uh, us singing with Kirk Douglas on set. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So you were working yeah. as a, as grips and, and yep. doing yep. basically odd doing jobs. doing any kind of base and odd jobs on this movie just to make money. Yep. So that you could get out of Israel. So we could get out of Israel. And that worked. You got out. It did work. I mean, clearly, did. at it some did. point. Obviously, clearly, clearly. No, <laughs> we're still point. there, Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what you ended up taking a boat to where? Uh well, I and this is pretty long dog. I gotta remember I gotta write this book. Yeah. I fell in love with the director's daughter, Mel Shales' daughter, Lynn. So we went off to the Greek islands. We went to Rhodes and Crete and uh uh and we stayed back two weeks, run around on scooters, you know, just doing doing what lung lovers do, you know. And then right. she went back to school and then I uh had I'd got my draft notice in um Cairo. And I had to go apply for the draft. I got to go sign up for the draft in Berlin. And I had months away. So I, I was on deadline then to get to there before they come and arrest me because I was out of college. 
Right. And so I said, well, I got to do it. I got to do it. And I, I hitchhiked all the way there. And they, and they cursed, and I went in there and they, they, they came outside and said, you, your father was an officer in the, in the military. Yeah. Your only son. Yep. You got a broken eardrum. And they got an elbow in, in, uh, in sports. I said, yep. Get out of here. They were seen angry with me too. I went, I went, I was just like, oh my God. It's just like, I was over the moon. You couldn't even imagine. I was so, did not, we knew the story in Vietnam by this time. We knew it right. was not an honorable, it wasn't an honorable war. Let's be, let's face it. And uh, I just, I kind of knew this was a bad, bad thing for me to do, but I, I felt obligated because my father was in and uh, right. this is what a guy did. You had, you couldn't, you didn't shirk your, your duty. I was an American. I was proud of that. But then I didn't have to go. I was obviously relieved too, buddy. You can well imagine. Wow. Eventually you come back to the States. Eventually I come back to the States. And you start singing with the grassroots. You form yep. the grassroots. Yep. Well the, well, the grassroots were formed, but we, I, Warren and Rob and uh, Ricky and I, yes, we took over. They did one, P.F. Sloan had an album song called Where Were You When I Needed You that they had recorded. And they, the group, the better ones, was a Bay group. They came and started playing. They didn't want to do it. So they had this semi-hit song. They needed a band. And we were playing down right next to the whiskey at the London Fog. So our manager said, you know, he heard about this and he submitted our demo tape, a song called Beating Around the Bush that Warren and I wrote. That's what she said. <laughs> that's, I don't know. <laughs> okay. it's, that's, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. That's it was a stretch. A, it's all right. No. It was, yeah. it, no, no, it's okay. I'm I'm on, I'm in your chair, so be <laughs> just be careful what you say. <laughs> Wow. And so this this becomes your first real success, right? I mean, like big success oh, yeah, at the time. Oh, yeah. Big success. Yeah. You know, you know, number one records and gold gold records and stuff like that. Sure. Absolutely. It was a big, it was a huge. And you can imagine me coming from this little tiny town, never having a pot to piss in. And all of a sudden, I'm in a Porsche living out in Malibu and flying around and playing shows, doing the, you know, playing all these amazing artists, doing the big, big shows and stuff on stage, you know. It was pretty heady stuff. I don't know if it's any headier than the office, but it was pretty heady. Why? Why did you leave the grassroots? I left because I think you know. You know the story of my me dropping acid at the Fillmore. I'm sure you know this is a famous story. <sighs> well, I've heard this. Uh, I don't know if it's true or not. It's true. It's absolutely true. Okay, absolutely okay. true. And uh, and when I do my book, there's so much stuff. This is I'm just I'm just scratching at the surface. This it goes. This is in depth uh, stuff that happened. I'm going to put say away at the end of everything I say, I'm going to put little marks on stuff that I may or may not have said, but I'm going to mark all the, and most people tell these stories are not true. I will take a lie detector test and, and ascertain they're true. You know, I don't, I don't have to make this stuff up. This stuff happened, Brian. Right. There's no need to make up stuff because it's all so good. Anyway, I dropped acid, uh, and I couldn't play and, uh, dropped my pants on stage, just walked off naked and uh, waved to the audience. And we had to come back and make the show up the next week. Bill Graham hated me from that moment on. And uh, didn't really have a lot of sense of humor about that kind of stuff. So it was kind of the, uh, the, the it was, time was running out for Creed. And, most, <laughs> and that, the reason I left the group, they didn't want me to go. That was not the case at all. Uh, I was getting frustrated because we'd get back from tour and the Wrecking Crew, which I played with for the first couple of albums, Warren and I did, mm -hmm. they'd recorded the stuff. They just wanted us to put vocals on it. 
And I said, Ooh, come on, man. This is, I'm playing live. Let's, let me just play the guitar. I've done it before. It's, it, there's no problem there. So that's, that's, that was the, uh, the catalyst that made, yeah. made me just finally said when they find if you're not happy. And I said, I'm not happy. It was, it was, it was both, it was a mutual agreement. They said, if you're not happy. And I said, I'm not. So I took a settlement, which is more than I ever thought. Then I went off, we lived out in Malibu for a while and went off to Europe for a while. And then as soon as I got, uh, got divorced, I went, realized that I had to get back into stuff that I was good at besides because I was trying to get solo career going, nothing was going on. So I went and studied the Meister method in LA with Charles Conrad for about a year and a half. And then I worked, I did a play at the Odyssey Theater uh, with Bo Bridges directing and uh, Jenny Sullivan and John Crosby, this very, very famous agent, major agent manager in LA at the time, saw me and signed me up. And then I worked, I worked for a couple of years with him just getting me gigs. And uh, and then next thing I, I studied, stayed in class, worked, did all kinds of odd jobs. And, and I was in class the week before uh, when I was on Bernie Mac and Ken Quapas came on, boom, said, I, I wanted to be on the show because my gut level, I said, I want to do this. Put me in the background. And I, I realized you guys are already cast. I had to do something. So I wrote my own talking head. Yeah. Gave it to yeah, Greg. That's amazing. It's that's and amazing. Then, uh, and everyone said, you don't do that. You don't do stuff like that. He said, why not? I did it and it worked. Because it was funny. Because the, 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 the thing was funny. That's why. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking. When we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's your what's your favorite thing about working as an actor as opposed to maybe a musician or anything else? What do you enjoy the most? I think and I think you you'll totally relate to this is the family, the camaraderie, that the participation we're all in there making this product and we're all given and taken to to make the final finest piece of work we can. When you're up on stage it's all me. But but when you're in a, in a play or something like this, you're you're working in, in in with a group of people, and I love that. You know me. I I, I just I, yeah. I was like everybody else. I just love going to work and doing what we did. It was so yeah. much fun. Look at us. We're all still family. The whole cast still That's feels right. great. You know. And yeah. Uh, and yeah. And uh, you know, we've talked about here and, and elsewhere. Like you know, so many people that you don't see who are also a part of that. You know, there's 120 people or whatever that's oh, but, working and, on and all those people too. Right. The cast yeah. and the and the crew. The crew. I still see Matt Sohn, our, our camera guy. I go hiking with him still all the time. You know? Yeah, I know. I know. He's, he's, he's the best. Let me ask you, let's see if this makes any sense, if you know what I mean. What is your most embarrassing acting credit? Do you have one? Gosh, there's so many to choose from, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and mine, so mine, I don't know why I started thinking about this this morning, actually. Mine what, what's is, yours? You told me yours first, and I'll tell you mine. I'll tell you mine. Okay. It, which is actually not, it's not that it's terrible. It was a short film, and it was basically, there are a couple of other people who are in it, but it's basically me and the actor Kevin Rom, who's amazing, you know, in Mad Men amongst like 15 other shows. But it's called Moosecock. <laughs> Oh, and, and so I always I hope know you were the title character. Go on. When, when doing, when, you know, doing a Q and a or something there, it, undoubtedly someone is going to talk to me about how much they appreciate my work in moose and, cock. And, and they and keep your, saying and your moose and moose cock. Yes. Bringing up moose cock. And it's yes. So I don't, that's mine. It's just, it has, just has to do with the name of it. You're Will lucky, You're lucky to great. have that story. You have the story. You have a story like that, you know? Okay, I, when I was on the office, I, I got, they gave me, they give us all time up to do stuff like that. And I did Terry with uh, John C. Riley, And uh, yep. it, it did all, it went to Sundance and we got all the swag. And I, and I really, really happy with my part. And I thought, okay, here I go, here I go. And no one saw it. No one saw it. <laughs> now that wasn't embarrassing. That wasn't, wasn't embarrassing. 
Then later, I got sent a script for this movie called The Ghastly Love of Johnny X. And the guy, uh, Paul uh, Brunel, was doing a script, funny kind of a sci-fi uh, musical, semi kind of a horror thing, you know, in a way, weird way. But funny, tongue-in-cheek. And he was using all the black, the last of the black and white Kodachrome X film, the film. And he got the Larry last bit of it. We were shooting short ends for this whole film. We worked wow. our ass. He had shot it with the first crew. And then he came back, I think, four to six years later with the same group of people and added some other characters like myself. And I came in as this dead alien, the alien who had come from another planet and became a rock star and had died. And then his son comes in with a resurrection suit and brings it back to life. I think it's like Rocky Picture, horror, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I think it's fun. And as soon as I we waited and waited to see what was going to happen, people were going to see it. And it came out. And the year it came out, it, it came in the trades. The lowest grossing movie <laughs> of that year. <laughs> it was made of like $1,700. <laughs> and it was like, and my heart just sank. That's, so oh. that's, if you want embarrassing, there's embarrassing right there. Yeah. yeah. Paul Williams was in it. Hysterically funny. Oh, and okay. there was so much fun stuff, so much tongue in cheek stuff, you know. And I, I was just talking about chewing up the scenery and I was just. I love it. Having so much fun. Um, I've invented a new game. Yes. We're going to play. Uh, this is the first time I've ever played it. Moosecock. No, it's not Moosecock. Moosecock is true. It's called Creed Bratton <laughs> Fact or Fiction. If I had theme music, actually, I should have you in the future write the theme music for Fact or Fiction. This is Fact or Fiction with Creed Bratton. I already have like seven other questions from today. Are you doing this? Well, you're doing this with other people too. Well, I don't know. I just I just invented it because it seemed appropriate for you. But yeah, no, I'll I'll do it with other people. This is going to go so well. We'll do it with other people. Okay, of course it is. We are, we know this already. And because this is the thing, if you've been listening for the last forty five minutes, things that Creed says, you're never exactly sure if it's fact or if it's fiction, and he likes it that way. But this is our own. I've got him connected to a lie detector. I don't, but. We're going to pretend that I do. You could. And you could. We could. And we're going, to, we're going to determine whether things from the office, things that have been said, are fact or are they fiction. And let me ask you a question quick, Brian. Okay. Is this Creed the actor or the human being or Creed the character? No, this is the human being. Well, because, because Creed Bratton is Creed Bratton in to a way. To some extent. To some to extent. Some extent. Yes. And, and, and many stories about your life were brought into, and it's called Creed. I mean, the character is called Creed Bratton and you're Creed Bratton and many yep. stories from the office were from your life or at least versions That's, of yeah, it. It's true. Or yeah, exactly. Are they, that writers would take variation to hear me talk mumbling to myself. They'd follow me around and write stuff. Okay. Come. That's okay. right. All right. Fact or fiction. Were you a radio DJ in the seventies that went by the name wacky weed Creed? False false okay fiction you mean this is called factor fiction. fiction so that's fiction okay factor fiction okay fiction did you play yourself in the office <sighs> on a given day there there was certainly um a futuristic aspect of it if he was on state on drugs so it's it's okay. i can't really say factor fiction because it was when i wrote the when i wrote the guy which they based that on that 
talking head that I made. He was very exaggerated. I think I've talked about this on the show before. Yes. He was me on steroids with um, like a cracked tuning fork, I think was the analogy I gave you on your show. Right. So uh, it's certainly doesn't, he wasn't as introspective as I am, but, but yeah, but you know, it depends on what, what's going on at the time. Yeah. You know what we're going to call that? We're going to call that faction. (laughs) I like that. Okay. I I just invented that. Yeah. That's fact. That's faction. Okay. That's fact. Do you, do you know how to scuba dive? Fact. Fact. You know how to scuba dive. Okay. Yep. I love snorkeling. I've never learned to scuba dive. That's a fact about I me. I can't anymore the, with my broken ear. I used to. I used to have. You used whole, to. St- I have to have the thing, the whole thing, and do it. Yeah. Have you ever worked in an office? False. Fiction. You've never worked in an office. That you know how no. rare that is. That's incredibly no, never, rare. Uh, that no. Yeah. The, yeah. That you never did. Well, nope. you know. Now we know you came from. You know wearing cowboy hats on the farm cowboy hats and stuff riding horses and stuff yeah yeah yeah. have you ever been in any form of or led a cult no (laughs) (laughs) i thought you might say you had been in one a version of one i'd really like to do it but but you're you're a friend i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bullshit you okay all right perfect have you ever actually dressed up for halloween Yes, of course, you know, fact. Okay. I generally go as myself now, but but, yeah. (sighs) That's what I do. Um, I've actually (laughs) invented this game for this very question. Have you ever snorted something off of a stripper's body part at the Playboy Mansion with Jim Morrison? Faction. Okay. I've definitely snorted. I've definitely snorted some stuff there, but not with Jim. No. Okay, not with Jim. Okay. No. All right. That was my all-time favorite. You throwing that out, and then the room just stops cold. <laughs> oh, that reminds me of the time I was at the Playboy Mansion with him. what? Did he just say? Um, can you use a computer? Uh, rudimentary. Yeah. No, I can't. I'm actually uh, not that. Well, the, these people here that would that open the portal and uh, and propagate would say no. <laughs> I definitely say no. I can't. But I can. Uh, I can do. I can. I can answer my. I can answer emails. Let's say you know, or maybe send a photo, or I can pick musical files and hear stuff. Okay, no, wait and, a second. And, and, okay, musical files. That's close. Being able to answer an email is not necessarily being able to use a computer. Just for the record. Okay. Okay. I can. I can uh, take download files play something on my computer and then send it back to somebody. Huh? How about them apples? Without looking around or asking anyone who might be there, do you know what NFT stands for? Non-fungible tokens. Perfect. But when I first heard it, I thought they were talking about sponges. Non, like sponge, non-spongible tokens. And then they, they said something else. And then my mind, you know me, and then I, I don't, but I don't hear it correctly. I don't like, I'm on dyslexic, dyslexic mentally. So I, I, I heard, I, then I heard fungus and I thought it was something to do with mushrooms. And th- it's now, but, but now they finally explained to me what it is. And now, and now I'm embracing the metaverse, you know, this is a great okay. place for me to be. CryptoCrete is at home now in this metaverse. Speaking of fungible, have you ever yes. put wacky mushrooms on a pizza? Well, I've done my share of mushrooms, but not on a pizza. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, that'd be a little, that'd be over and I'd be overindulgent, you know? Yeah. Are you the Scranton Strangler? <laughs>
<sighs> you know, when I was at that trial for Toby, and I, I can't just come from the Halloween party, and I, I was covered in blood, and I went back in the back room at the, at the courtyard, and I saw the, the courthouse, and I saw the, he was up there testifying, and there was the photographers there, and the bereaves, fam, the bereaves, the family of the, of the people that, that he killed. And, uh, you know, Brian, they never noticed me, never paid any attention. Just to say they got the wrong guy. Okay, fair enough. There you go. Fact or fiction? There we go. Faction. There, that was it. You've conquered the music world. You've conquered that game. You've conquered uh, an acting I don't know career. about that. <laughs> You've taken the TV world by storm, as they say. Now you're moving on to non-fungible tokens, uh, the metaverse. I saw the burning video. How how fun was that? To so film? much fun. So much yeah. fun. <laughs> so much fun, you know. And, and by the way, I got burnt too a little bit during that thing. You too. did, yeah, I got burnt. But we got they bought me some aloe vera, and it and it's healed up pretty good now. How does burning flesh smell? Like mushroom pizza. <laughs> That's very good. Um, <laughs> why the NFT world? I mean, I, you're perfect for it. Number one. So let me just yeah, say that. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, bro. Well, you know I am. You know I am. Yeah. Well, it's age. It's age. There's like, you know, the putting on the shoes, getting out of bed, the creaky, the, the like the sound, like, God, the crack of the bones in the morning when you're waking up. And now, but in the metaverse, I'm just free. I'm just, I'm, I can fly, I can go to th through universes. It's just, it's a freedom that I, that I love to experience, Brian. I loved the video. I, I can't wait to see the, the actual thing. Although what? I'm going to have to pay. What am I going to have to pay? No, to see no, you already, you, you've already been sent one. Don't worry. You're oh, I've been sent. I've been sent one. Oh, you. Yay. Yes. What is it? What is it worth now? Can I sell it already? You could sell it right now and probably really, you know, pay off your mortgage. It's, it's going to be fucking cool. It should be, you can say be whatever you want. Are you it'd kidding? Be, be worth, you be you worth know what we've talked about? You're worried about saying fuck? The idea we should not be concerned about it, first of all. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you know me. I'm a little bit. Puritanical in those in those matters. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, alien chicken. Mm -hmm. Why alien chicken? Um, well, I don't know if I ever sent you the album. I think I probably did. Uh, tell me about it. Yeah, I used to have this fantasy about chickens, and I thought because uh, you you I love chicken. You know, chicken on chicken salads and chicken sandwiches and chicken on pasta. Who doesn't? Chicken. Yeah. Who doesn't love chicken? And I one day I was thinking about aliens, and I'm thinking, I wonder if the chickens and uh, alien chickens taste better or different. So I started thinking about Alien Chicken, and I decided to call my company Alien Chicken Inc. And so then the album, tell me about it. You see me there being interviewed by one of my big chickens. He's he's there. He's a reporter for Rolling Stone. He's interviewing me. So that's always been my company. And when we decided to do, uh, uh, talking with Lynn, who worked with you, and now yeah, yeah. be on the NFTs, the she uh, she says, "Well, just Alien, alien Chicken It'll be Crypto Creed Alien Chicken because it's, it's already there." So that's what that, that's where it is, man. It's there. It's there. Congratulations. Oh man, this, thank you and thank you so much for for having me on, man. It was good to see. And I, this is the only time I get to see you is on this little screen, but you know, I know. I got to get I, down. I got to get down south and visit. You know, one of these days. You do. I say, our next reunion. I think we got to convince Rain to host and maybe take a ride on the Zonkey. I hear he's got like an albino peacock now. He's got this 
farm. It'll remind you of your of your youth. Have you been to his new place? You know, no, I, I haven't. There, I just passed by it okay. and I couldn't go. Uh, Walter, his son, who was born on the show, is 15 now, Brian. I'm there. I'm playing one of my songs. You know, he asked me, to, I brought my guitar. I'm jamming. Walter is playing solid guitar, jamming alongside of me. And it's like, it's mind, mind boggling. You know, a great kid. It's a great kid. The two of you need to do a song. I, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, no, I, I'll, coll- I'll collaborate with anybody. You know, it's, I love that's some of the best work sometimes, you know. You're working on your 10th album, right? When is this? When I'm, working is this on my, I'm working on my 10th album. Working, I don't know. It's, I've just got it into I'm on my third song, just on my third song. Okay. It's, uh, if I wasn't out there in the metaverse, I'd probably be getting more work done. <laughs> well, you're, you're here, <laughs> you're there, you're everywhere. Great. I'm everywhere, but what now? What? But what are you working on? Because I'm sorry, folks out there. I know this is about, but I need to find catch up on my friend and find out what the hell he's doing now. Do you what know you what? On? I'm I am so enjoying these conversations that I'm having with people right now. Truly, I am loving, loving doing this and hearing stories like from you, which I know some, but still not all, and sharing, yeah, these stories and experiences with people. I, I'm just enjoying it so so much. I get it. I get. It. I say. I feel it. This is kind of great. This is great. Yeah. Well, we're long overdue, my friend. Okay. I know. Big it. Virtual hug. Big virtual hug. Biggest ah. virtual hug. Biggest. I love. I love you. Thank you so much. And I love you, buddy. Thank you for the NFT. I'm gonna go pay off my mortgage, but I probably yep. won't because I want to keep it. I want to. It's, it's it. gonna get worth. It'll be worth more. Don't want to get rid of it now. Save it. It's gonna. I want to own a piece of you. Yeah. I'm just I'm just a whore, whore for the <laughs> highest bidder. Okay, <laughs> see you later. We can cu- we can cut that out. I know. Yeah, please do. <laughs> Greed, my friend. I cannot wait to go ride a zonkey with you. Thanks for stopping by my old stomping grounds. Always great to talk to you. Don't do anything to my chair. Thanks to everyone else for tuning in. Don't forget to follow us on the old Instagram at off the beat to stay up to date with the latest and greatest. And Hey, if you've been liking what you've been hearing, why not leave a review for us on Apple podcasts or comment directly to me? I promise I am listening next week. I'm going to be back with a, well, with a person of many talents. Mm. You'll see. Have a great week. Off the Beat is hosted and executive produced by me, Brian Baumgartner, alongside our executive producer, Ling Lee. Our producers are Diego Tapia, Liz Hayes, Emily Carr, and Hannah Harris. Our talent producer is Ryan Papa Zachary. Our theme song, Bubble and Squeak, performed by my great friend, Creed Bratton, and the episode was mixed by Seth Olansky. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. 
The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network.